You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, you are listening to Aubrey CD Speaks. This will more than likely be the last episode of the year. Um, And I can say that with a lot of confidence, uh, mainly because... My wonderful husband will be off from uh, just a couple hours ago to uh, January 2nd. So I'm super uber glad and excited and I want to spend all my time with him and the kids. So I will more than likely not be on here until the new year. Um, with that being said... Uh, I have really, really enjoyed uh, this year. Here, I'm going to adjust my microphone real quick. So, sorry for any of the noise. Um, I've really enjoyed this year. I've really enjoyed podcasting this year, uh, specifically. Um, And I know that I haven't um, been as frequent with... um, releasing episodes this year as I have been and you know other years that I've been doing this and I've been doing this for a while now since what uh 2017 I believe um and one would think after doing it so many years and um being more and more comfortable uh podcasting um one would be able to load more episodes uh, more frequently, um, but uh, and I think that that would have been possible, honestly. Uh, but I've been um, I've been well, you know, with uh, with people that tend to uh, do things like podcasting, social media things, uh, radio, TV, you know, you, you always want to continually, uh, the way they have it is you continually, uh, drench your market, uh, with content so that not only will you keep your viewers or your listeners, but you'll get new viewers, listeners, subscribers, you know, whatnot. And it, it helps with your ratings. It helps with, um, uh, monetary gain and, uh, and, and it just helps get you, uh, more and more out there, your content out there all over, you know, the world. I mean, one fine example is YouTube and, and how, um, people that do, uh, YouTube videos for a living, like they're, you know, they're putting their whole lives on there. Um, and the ones that don't, and they do certain episodes for, certain uh content that they do they spend hours editing so it's like your whole life it's a full-time job really and truly um and uh and they're constantly putting content out there so that they can be paid for what they do now uh i don't get paid to do this um i do this because i want to and um I don't know. It's just, just not, you know, I just don't do it for a paycheck. I just don't. Um, uh, I, I have had people bless me because of episodes, but, uh, I've never, I've never put ads. Well, there was a period of time where you could, and I thought, Hmm, let me see what kind of ads they would put on my content and nobody would put an ad on my content. So, uh, I took it off and I was like, well, uh, I'm not surprised and, uh, and just didn't do it anymore. And I don't really care about it. I, I didn't start this for money. And, uh, so it's not, it, that's not the goal. And so, uh, not doing content very often, not putting episodes down very often, um, you know, in order for monetary gain is not the goal. Um, and therefore is not, uh, a big deal, uh, for me, but, um, anyone that really knows me and, uh, to be even more specific, anyone that's known me 
before revival back in 2016, I was very goal oriented. Um, I, I like to have fun, but I was very much a planner, very goal goal oriented. Um, I liked to focus on something ahead, something in the future and work my way to it. Even if that means that, um, I, I push other things away in the process, everything to attain that goal is what I usually did. And so, um, I, um, I would sacrifice a lot in order to make that happen. Um, so I was very, uh, a little too goal oriented. I'd say I, I tended to hyper-focus on uh, meeting a goal. Uh, if I made plans and those plans crumbled, I crumbled. Um, and didn't know what to do, didn't know how to make things happen. Um, I would have to quickly build myself back up and be whatever kind of spontaneous person I needed to be. Um, but that was a little bit on the difficult side. Um, and, uh, uh, I mean, I have a daughter that's very much that way and I do my best now while she's a little girl to, uh, encourage her to enjoy, um, just riding the waves and, uh, and, and letting her know that it's okay that you don't have whatever we're supposed to be doing under control and that you don't know what time we're leaving and you don't know when you need to get ready. Uh, we'll just tell you when to get ready and you can get ready. You can decide what you're going to wear, but you don't, you know, you don't need to know the time or you don't need to know where or when, you know, there's, there's, and there's a lot of details that, you know, it drives her crazy not knowing, I mean, things that even she's not going to go and do, but she needs to know what's going on. And I was always very much that way. And I have had to learn since revival to ride the waves. Um, and, uh, um, and that's, I think that's really, it, it's really opened a lot of, a lot of things up to me and really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And then just this year alone, um, I've had to, uh, really step back and, and ask myself what that's going to look like, even with the podcast. Uh, and to, uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had, uh, and I think I've even mentioned it more than once, where I've had um, uh, episodes written and planned, and, you know, notes and scripture and everything written down and ready to go, and all I had to do was record and go through whatever it was that I wrote down. And, uh, you know, that there were even times I had it all written down so that I had it timed down to the letter. Cause honestly, I've always tried to make them about 30 minutes and I almost always go way over that. Um, and, um, it's, it's a good day if I go 30 minutes and it wasn't scripted. But, uh, and also I've always been kind of self-conscious about the fact that I tend to rabbit trail and say, um, a lot, uh, but, um, a lot of that is because I'm slowing down what's in the brain in order to filter and come out of the mouth properly. But I tended to, um, have episodes written down or notes written down and it titled and it all planned and go. And, but, um, this year, unless the Lord has told me to specifically do that, uh, I haven't really done that. And I know, um, that anyone that has any kind of, uh, content like this, especially podcasting, they're probably pulling their hair out thinking, oh, but you can't, you know, you can't do that like that because then, you know, you'll lose listeners, you'll lose subscribers, you'll, you won't gain listeners, you won't gain notoriety, you won't, you know, gain, um, um, you know, more ears in different places and you're supposed to grow your content. You're supposed to grow your podcast and drive, drive, drive and manage, manage, manage and, and, um, um, and that's not, and it's great. And some people they've got that, that go and it's great. But, um, 
that's not what the Lord's really encouraged me to do this year. He's kind of told me to lay it back. And, and with our church, we're kind of just learning about grace and taking a moment and, 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 um, focusing back on what really matters and, uh, and just learning that it's, it's all grace. It's all okay. Everything's fine. And, um, and I've had to learn that with this because I can't tell you how many things I have in, in my, in my notes and journals book, um, that are podcast episodes that sound really good and they're wonderful information and they're wonderful thoughts. Um, but they weren't, they were what I wrote and not what the Lord wrote. And I've just been kind of taking a step back and asking Holy spirit what he wants me to talk about, what he wants me to share and, and not be worried that I don't have an episode out every week and not be worried that I, uh, um, not be worried that I'll lose listeners, but understand that if I do it his way, I'll gain whatever needs to be gained. And those that need to hear will hear because I am simply being a vessel. I am simply a mouthpiece to, um, for him in order to bring freedom into lives. I mean, I've got people that listen to me in Germany. Hello, Germany. Uh, I'm very blessed to hear about that. I'm very blessed to see that. And, um, I've got people from other parts of the world that listen and, um, and that just makes my day. Um, but also, uh, it, I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm going to go according to how Holy Spirit wants this. And, uh, that was how it was started. And even though I would like it done every week and I would like one you know, at least one episode done every week. I would probably prefer two. Um, I- I'm just going with it. Now, if Holy Spirit uh, directs me in this next year and opens the door for me doing one to two episodes every week, I'm so doing it. Um, but that would be very, that would be very gratifying to my flesh <laughs> to feel like I've accomplished something or I've got something done. And, um, and I think he's, I really believe he's helping me to know everything's okay. Because there's a, a certain aspect of Martha, you know, Martha and Mary, Lazarus' sisters. There's a certain aspect of Martha that I really understand and I can really grasp and I can really get just being, one, the older sister, and two, you can tell she's the older sister. Okay, that's, that's one thing for certain. You can tell she's the older sister. She gets things done. Uh, and being an oldest oldest sister and being the oldest daughter, being the firstborn in a, in a large family, I can understand the feeling of, of needing to get things done and, and having that kind of pressure on your, on, on you and then on yourself. Like you put even more pressure on yourself to get things done, uh, to make things look right for everybody to be happy. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so I can get Martha. I understand Martha. Um, and it, it's, it's really been, um, with revival that I can, I can live like more like Mary and, and be able to remember, um, uh, you know, what, what's really important. What, what's most important is keeping my eyes on Jesus and being at his feet and listening to him and, and like, uh, uh, like uh, Lady Nicole says, Lady Nicole Adrian, she's a, a pastor at my church. Uh, she says, um, living the Mary life. And it's, it's very much of remembering, you know, what's the most important thing. And, um, and then remembering, and I'm going to go back to this because this is also something that I'm going to talk about in this episode, uh, because the Lord has really been pressing this on me this year. And I know it's important in going into next year. It's uh, being at his feet and the Lord saying more can be done at my feet than on your own. And um, I know, and I've discussed this in other episodes. I know that sounds like to some people, it sounds like doing nothing because quite honestly, even when the Lord first told me that, and he told me that, you know, and I asked him, what's the word? And he said, more can be done at, at my feet than on your own. I was like, well, are you trying, are you telling me not to do anything? Like, how am I supposed to get things done? 
How am I supposed to get things done if I'm just sitting at your feet and doing nothing? That's that's Martha right there. Um, and and having a, a, a slight panic attack while listening to the Lord tell me this because I'm like, well, everything that I thought that I'm supposed to be doing with you and what you've called me to um, is there. there's action things needing to be done. So I don't really understand how inaction causes action. And, um, and so there's been this journey in my life of understanding what the Lord means about more can be done at his feet than on my own and what it means to, um, what, to what's really important and how I can accomplish more. Because one of the big things, um, especially in the Christian church today, because a, a lot of it has become so business minded, you know, there's a board of directors there, um, there are, um, you've got subscribers or like, uh, um, you've got people that, um, that bring in money that are not necessarily a part of your church, but they're pouring into your ministry. Some of them, uh, you, you go to, to show them what you've done with the money. So they're investors. So you've got these investors that are investing into your church that you give an annual account to. There's uh, a board of directors that you give, that the pastor gives an account to about what he's been doing to the church. And then they have say about things. Um, and, um, and there's this, um, a business marketing way of handling the church. And, um, and, and I think, and in some ways there's a lot of really good intention with that, but, um, me being a Martha prone person sees a very Martha aspect to that. And, and it's done in order to make a lot of things run smoothly and, and I can see that and, and, and to pick up uh, production and to make things more marketable so that more people will come. So you have more people in your seat. So you have more money coming in. So you have presumably more people born again and you have events in order to have more people born again and more people coming to your church and you know, and it goes on and it goes on so that you can show the board of directors and you can show your investors what you've done and how much you have grown and you've grown exponentially um, because of all the things that you have done and how you've marketed the church. And this isn't specifically what I'm going into. Okay. But, but it, it's, we're, let's go there. Um, and, um, and I, I see a lot of a, a very much of a Martha uh, aspect in, in, in handling the church that way. And so it makes sense that um, a lot of people view uh, living like a merry life where you're sitting at the feet of Jesus doesn't sound very productive because today's church, you need to be productive. Today's church, you need to captivate the masses. Today's church, you need to uh, draw them in. Today's church, it's all about um, having the spangles and, and, and the whatnots in order to bring them in, the raffles in order to bring them in, the, the, the theatrical specials in order to bring them in, in order to shine, in order to boost your content in order to get yourself out there in order to have a larger platform in order to a what in all the end what is the goal in all the end and you can say souls you can say souls and 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 I can I can kind of get where you're coming from but the church before didn't have any of that and the churches and persecution doesn't have any of that. And, 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 um, you know, it, Jesus didn't have any of that. As a matter of fact, he didn't like all the, um, you know, he would tell like, uh, when he would heal, uh, someone, he would tell them to go to the temple. Don't, don't talk to anybody. Don't tell anybody about it. Just go and do what you're supposed to do so that you can be considered pure so that you could be considered healed and go your way. And, and what did they do? They went around telling everybody, Jesus healed me. This guy over here healed me and more people came. 
and, and, and it made it more difficult for him to go through the cities. And he ended up having to be outside the cities most of the time because, um, there was all this massive amount of people which were drawn to him. But in the end of it all, where were they? Uh, because there can be a lot of pizzazz and there can be a lot of oohs and there can be a lot of ahs. But in the end, where are they? What does it really matter? In the end, like if, if God came and he burned it all away, like everything just went through the fire, the right, righteous, holy fire, he just, everything just went through the fire. What is going to stand and what is going to last? Or if you decide to let it all go and bring it back to zero, what is that going to look like? And what does that mean to your investors, to your board of directors and to your people? Because we hear about end times, we hear uh, preachers preaching about uh, uh, being holy because Jesus is coming and you better be saved because Jesus is coming and you better be righteous because Jesus is coming and you better be A, B, and C because Jesus is coming in times. And, and I know that there is the discussion of uh, like a pre-rapture, mid-rapture, in-rapture, all this stuff. Let's get into how about we really don't care the time frame. And let's say there is this period of time where um, there is persecution. What if, uh, let's say the American church, there is persecution in the uh, real persecution, folks. I'm not talking about some of the other stuff that I'm talking about some real legit persecution. What if that happens here in America? You won't have the glitz and the glamour because the glitz and the glamour, let's think about it. In Russia, the churches that were able to stay open that had the glitz and the glamour were the ones that sold out to the, to the Communist Party. In Cuba, the ones that were able to stay open and had the glitz and the glamour were the ones that had, that, that had bent to the Communist Party. In China, the ones that were allowed to stay open with the glitz and the glamour and all that were the ones that had caved to the Communist Party. So in the end of it all, when you are, when you are in a place where the, it doesn't matter who your investors are, if you have any investors and there are no board of directors, where do you stand? Where, what does it look like? What does it mean? And where will you be? If, if Martha can't produce, if Martha can't slave around and, and in order to make sure there's food on the table for the disciples and Jesus and make everything look good and make sure everybody's happy and everybody's clean and everybody's perfect so that she gets all the credit later on. And, oh, you did a good job. Look at what you're doing. Look at all you're doing for the community. Blah, 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 blah. And Martha's not there. Or, or Martha's not able to do what she normally does or what she thinks is so important. What's left? What matters the most? I'll tell you what matters the most. Being there at the feet of Jesus, listening to what he has to say, like Mary. Taking it in, soaking it all in. Because I can guarantee you, she got more out of it than Martha did. And I'm talking to you as somebody that's very, that's, that's uh, prone to be a Martha. Now, some things may not look like that in my life, like I'm a Martha. And it's very true. Um, some things don't look organized like uh, Martha would. Um, and, um, you know, I might have one or two heels of clean laundry that need to be folded and a, a heel or two of dirty laundry that need to be washed and, and other such things. Um, so, you know, things aren't pristine, but there's other ways of living, um, um, living like Martha and, and having the pressure like Martha. I'm not just talking about a clean house. Um, but we have to come to a place where we're going to make the decision of what really matters. And, and that's where the Lord's really, um, 
pinpointing, putting the target on is, uh, is the question of what really matters and answering, um, and, and finding that answer, um, and understanding what it means that more can be done at his feet than on our own. And it doesn't mean not being productive and it doesn't mean not doing anything, but it means understanding who you are in Christ and understanding your place and understanding who is the one that, um, that does it all because you're not the one that does it. You're just a vessel. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm just a vessel. Look at all these things that I'm doing. And, and, and it's, it's really just, uh, look at me, I'm a vessel and I'm just going to do the things he wants me to do. However it looks like. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I just want to put this disclaimer out because I know I'm going to need to, um, that this is not on anybody's ministry or anything like that. It's just something that the Lord's been showing me. He's really been talking to me, uh, about this. And, um, and I've just been trying to find the right time to, um, to, to come on here and, and to share it with you. Because, um, in the end, um, saying, um, and the Lord's been showing me this in the end saying more can be done at his feet than on his own, than on our own also is saying, I need you to trust me. It's about trust. It's about yielding. It's about submitting to him. It's about giving him your all and understanding that he, it, he does it all. You know, uh, he's the strength in our weakness. Uh, he's the one that gets it done for us. He's the God who heals. He's the God who makes things happen. He's the God when we put all our, all our desires on him, he makes straight the path. He's the one that, um, that, that we want to bend our will to, that we long to be with, that we want to be with. And he's the one that reigns victoriously. He's the one that we're more than a conqueror through Christ. Uh, he's the reason that we're righteous. He's the reason why we are holy. And if we're born again, we are holy. Okay, if we're born again, we are righteous. Um, that's what it takes to be holy. That's what it takes to be born again, uh, a righteous. It's being born again. And it all comes down to that being born again. So if if uh, we're born again, we're holy and we're righteous and, and we're living in grace and we're living in peace and we're living in joy if we put our faith and trust in him. And putting our faith and trust in him is a continual thing. That's something that we continually need to do. If, if there's anything that we need to do continually and daily, it's putting our faith and trust in him daily. Um, because we can never attain holiness on our own and we can never attain righteousness on our own. So why are we pressuring others to be holy and to be righteous? Um, when, when we can't do it on our own, but if we put our faith and trust in him daily and submit to him daily, we will find ourselves walking in holiness and righteousness. Bum, bum, bum. Um, and that's also being at his feet. That's also putting, you know, all our trust in him and everything's going to be okay. We'll walk in peace. We'll walk in joy, knowing that he's got our backs and everything is okay. And this is something that the Lord is really pushing uh, and pressing on, on my spirit is we're coming to a point we need to understand and we need to be in a place where we truly know what it is to put our trust in him and, and what it means and what it looks like. And I'm fixing to pull something up that may not exactly be um, what everybody likes to talk about, especially in this day and age, but it's very important. It's vitally important to uh, what the Lord's been showing me and to what it means to put our faith and trust in him to uh, uh, daily and to uh, live in this place of, um, of uh, yield, yielding and, um, and to know uh, what it means to sit at his feet. Okay. So I'm going to go to Ephesians. Bum, bum, bum. And if anybody knows, then, oh boy. Okay. Well, I'm going to start in Ephesians I'm gonna, uh, chapter five, and I'm going to start in verse 21 and I'm just going to read. Okay. And then I'll talk a little bit about it, but I'm just going to read. Okay. 
Be so, oh, and I'm reading this in the Amplified Classic because doggone it, I like it. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Wives, be subject, be submissive, and adapt yourselves to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, himself the Savior of his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such things, that she might be holy and faultless. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who, ha he who loves his own wife loves himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it, as Christ does the church because we are members or parts of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is very great, but I speak concerning the relation of Christ and the church. However, let each man of you, without exception, love his wife as being, in a sense, his own very own self, and let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. Now, that was a pretty long thing to read, and um, who knows, maybe some of you are gritting your teeth um, the way the Pharisees were gritting their teeth at Jesus when they were asking him if he considered himself the Messiah, um, and that's okay. So you found something that you need to deal with, you and Jesus can deal with. That's great. Um, and the reason that I, I, read about, I read all this was because of... Um, Understanding what it means to yield, what it means to trust the Lord, what it means to uh, sit at his feet and more being done at his feet than on our own. Um, there is a place. Um, everyone has a, a, a place. Just like it said that, um, that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loves the church, right? And so the wife is like the church. And the husband is like, is to be like Christ. So, um, if you think about it, <laughs> for one thing, um, is, is the church, you know, church, are you being submissive to Christ and Christ or, you know, as Christ is loving, Christ is loving you and washing you, but are you submitted to Christ now? Um, I wanted to read this because I wanted to show you that everything has their place. And as the wife trusts the husband and the husband trusts Christ and Christ, of course, um, is with the father. Um, there is a place, there is an order to everything and there is blessing to everything. Okay. And, and, and again, like I said, I know that there's some gristling and, and, uh, maybe you even want to turn this off, but you know, hear me out, hear me out. Um, the reason I even brought that up was because the Lord brought to my attention something that, um, that used to happen, uh, specifically when, when I was pregnant and, um, and I had this, this specific dream during my pregnancies with my first pregnancy, um, um, in this dream. And I remember specifically, so I know it was a spiritual thing. Um, the spider uh, that could speak, it was a very large spider and it could speak. And it told me that it was going to kill me and my child. And, um, and it would come after me. It was coming after me. It was going to bite me and it was going to kill me and my baby. And, um, and I had to do everything I could so to, sad. to keep that from happening. And, um, and it was, uh, it was, it was really scary. And I remember, 
I remember running in the dream. I was running in the dream. And, um, and then I suddenly remembered, um, what, what I was doing and that it was coming to attack me. And I suddenly realized this is a spiritual thing. And I, I remember stopping and turning around and, and rebuking it. And then it ran away. And I woke up and I praised God and, and, um, and I had that dream a few more times, um, and just would speak and declare things over my child after my child was born and even before my child was born in, in the womb. And then my second child, I had the dream again and I would run for a time. Then I turn around and I rebuke it and it would flee. And then by the time I had my third child and my third child, um, if you've ever listened to any of my episodes, my third child is my promised child. The Lord told me shortly after I got born again, before I even met my husband, before I married my husband, met my husband, that I was going to have a son and I was to name him Michael. And he gave me the word over Michael's life in this dream. Um, and um, it was very specific things. And so, um, when, and I knew that this child, uh, for other reasons, and if you want to hear about it, you can hear it. I think, uh, it's called Michael Elijah Perez is what that episode's called. And, um, I talk about my promised child and, and other ones where it's anniversary of revival that happened at my church. Um, he was born just shortly before revival hit. And, um, so my promise, my promised child and revival came the same month in the same year. Um, and, and even that is all very prophetic. So if you want to listen to it and you haven't listened to it, go, you know, you can go back and listen to it after this. Feel free to, um, but, um, he was my promised child. And, uh, by this time, um, Lady Nicole and Pastor Cletus have, had already been talking about submitting to the Lord, welcoming Holy Spirit, order in the house, um, and living a merry life. Um, and, uh, though at the time we were living in Los Angeles, California, um, we were doing, you know, we were still listening to, um, to the sermons and stuff. And we did what we could to watch them when they were on and whatnot. Um, and then whatever we had from when, uh, before we left, I, I list, I still listened to. And so we were doing what we could to bring order into our house already and to kind of change things up. And, and I'm a very bossy girl and I like to take, take charge. And, uh, and my husband's very nice and <laughs> there are times where I was very confused, but let's not get into that. Um, my husband's very nice. Um, but, um, but I'd rather not take charge. I'd, I, I, I'll take the lead. I can take the lead. I can take over. I can be the boss. I can manage. I can do those things if I have to. But quite honestly, even before I got married, I wanted somebody in my life that would take charge, that would be uh, the husband. Um, and um, because I was tired of being that person. I didn't want to be that person. I wanted somebody to be that for me. And, um, and so my husband is very wonderful and, uh, he takes the lead, he takes charge. And there were some other things and, you know, that I needed to let go of and stuff. And so we were working on, uh, taking care of that in our home. And in that process, I, we had finally found our rhythm and finally there was this, this, place of um us working in our home the way we felt like it should have always been and we were doing well um at during that period of time I was pregnant and and like I said I was pregnant with our third child and I had the dream and I'll never forget in that dream that the spider came back and that spider said, and the spider was bigger. And that spider said, I will kill you and I will kill your child. And it was, and I will never forget, I was outside this time and it was coming after me. And I would thought, well, I can run. 
Um, I, I, I know that I can stand and rebuke it and it will run away, but I know this dream will come back. It's come back. This is my third time. It's come back again. Um, and I had a baby in between my second and my third that I miscarried. And, um, and, and I always felt like that was the one that was, you know, anyway, uh, I was so, in a way, I was a little bit more fearful with this one because of what happened. And, um, and I was feeling all of this and I was going through all of this in my head and in my dream and I guess in my spirit. And I thought, I suddenly realized, wait, I don't have to do this. And, and I, I remember calling out to my husband in the dream. I remember calling out Kenneth in the dream and, and he, and we're at this, this house thing and he comes out the door, comes barreling out the door and he chases the spider and he attacks the spider and the spider goes running and he chases the spider and he attacks that spider and that spider is afraid and that spider, uh, runs and, and, but, but my husband kills it. And, um, and then I, so I didn't have to do anything. And when I, when all, when all had happened, suddenly there was almost like everything just stopped. And the Lord said, um, the Lord said that what I did was good. And then I, and then I understand, um, I, I understand the order of things, you know, and, and I knew from then on that everything was okay. And I never had dreams of my child being attacked, my child dying. Um, I never had the spider dream again. And I had a fourth child. Okay. My fourth, my, during my fourth pregnancy, I never had that dream. Not once did I have that dream of the spider coming to get me because my husband took care of it. My husband handled it. I didn't have to take care of the fight on my own. And that's something that, um, that I came to realize that uh, he came, he kept coming back because even though I have authority, I wasn't the one that had the authority over what was going on. And I needed to put, I needed to pass that over to my husband for my husband to protect us because my husband is the protector of me and my children. And I needed to submit that and trust my husband to handle this and to fight my battle for me in order for the matter to be taken care of and for the enemy to be conquered and for there to be victory. I had to know what I, who I could put my trust in and who could take care of the matter. And the Lord brought this back to me um, just recently and talking to me about all of this and talking to me about the grace of God and, and trusting him and putting our faith in him daily and, and sitting at his feet and how more could be done at, at his feet than on our own and what it all means and the context, context of it all coming together and going, oh, I need to know where who to submit to, I need to know my place and I need to understand that I can put my faith and trust in him and the matter will be settled. And, um, that's really what the Lord's been, um, revealing to me, uh, and uh, all in, in a nutshell, all these little things that, that come to this place of, um, trusting, trusting in him and understanding our place in all of this and, and submitting to him and sitting at his feet is all just trusting and putting faith in him and, and what he does and, and submitting our lives to his will and, and understanding that anything that's being done around us, that we, we can go back to him and, and in submission and, um, and he loves us and takes care of us. And he's the one that's over it all and will fight our battles and will cause the enemy to flee. I mean, even scripture says, um, to, su to submit to the Lord, rebuke the devil and he will flee. 
So if all, it all first starts with submitting to the Lord and, and then, and then being in a place of, you know, no, I will not stand this, you know, and, um, uh, I will not allow this in, in whatever aspect that is done and the enemy will flee, um, because we're putting our faith and our trust and our, you know, we're submitting to him that then that's what putting our faith and our trust and, you know, uh, all is. And, um, and there's, there's a place of safety in all of that. And I know that, um, the whole context of wives submitting to their husbands, um, is, um, is so, is so taboo today, even in the church, it's so taboo. Um, but there is safety and understanding that, um, that you can trust your husband and love him and, and, um, adore him knowing that he's going to love you, but, but submitting to him and letting him be, uh, that authority, um, to, uh, handle those situations to protect you and, and trusting him that he's got it all that he'll take care of it all and you get to be loved and you get to be cherished because he's going to love you like he loves himself. So he's going to love you. He's going to cherish you. He's going to take care of you. And, and you just get to be like, Oh husband, I love you so much. Oh, you're so wonderful. Um, Oh, there's this thing that, uh, that I need. And, and I'm just going to trust you that you're going to fulfill that need. And there's this thing that I want, and I'm going to trust you that you're going to give me the desires of my heart because don't we go to the father like this? And that, that is the context. That's a key to it right there is we go to the father like this and we go to him and we say, Father, there are these things that I need. Father, I love you. Father, you're so good. Father, you're so great. Father, I thank you for the blessings you've put on my life, for all that you've done in my life, for how great and wonderful you are, for sending your son to die for me, for his blood cleansing me of all unrighteousness and healing my body. I thank you so much for giving me salvation, for clothing me in righteousness, for putting me uh, right in a right standing place with uh, with you, uh, you know, Father, I just let right, and we give him adoration and praise, and we show, we tell him how much we trust him and how much we love him, and then we're like, Father, I have this need, and and I trust that you're going to make this need, um, uh, you're going to bring this, uh, the any and anything that I, you know, that this need is that you're going to cause it to happen, that you're going to fulfill this need, and that Father, there's this thing that I want. And Father, I'm going to put my trust in you that since you're a good dad, and I know I can come to you like a child would and say, Daddy, I want that. And that daddy goes, okay. And I know that you're a good dad, and you're going to be that dad that goes, you want that? Okay. Okay, baby, I'll get you that. I mean, uh, you know, rabbit trail example, okay? Um, <laughs> he's still this way, but... But I really saw this when my, our girl was little and our girl, okay. I'm not a pink person. Okay. I never was into really into pink growing up. Uh, pink things meant you couldn't get dirty. White clothes meant you couldn't get dirty. And I was all about going outside and skinning my knees and getting in the dirt and getting in the mud and coming home with wild hair. And I was that child. Okay. I was that little girl. I, I raced, uh, with the best boys that could run. I, I, uh, I had, uh, bruises all up my shins from my bike, you know, the metal part of the, of the bike, uh, you know, uh, hitting me. Um, I, my mom would ask me, where'd you get that bruise? Where'd you get that scrape? And I'd be like, Oh, and that was just me. And my mom would be like, Oh my gosh, I hope CPS doesn't come and think that I beat my child. <laughs> Cause I would be. I have bruises and scrapes everywhere, but I loved playing. I loved getting down and dirty. I loved, I loved, uh, being outside and, and anything that was pink or white meant you couldn't get dirty. You had to be careful. You couldn't play. You had to sit and look pretty. And I hated it with a passion. Um, so anything pink <laughs> or white, I, I just, I was hoping my daughter 
would and I and I started it from the beginning I'd put her in all kinds of colors and it wasn't just the pink things you know and stuff but she when she hit about one she showed her preference for pink and it wasn't just pretty pink it was the hot pink you know it was the very bright pink she loved it and anything pink she wanted she loved and she saw these little shoes that were pink she daddy daddy i want that and he would be like anything from my girl she saw a pink dress daddy i want that and he'd go okay <laughs> and she saw a pretty little baby in a pink outfit daddy i want that and and he said she wants it anything from my little girl i love my little girl and I'm not saying he wasn't that with his boy. His boy loved Thomas the Train. And we pretty much had, uh, between my brother's collections and everything, we pretty much had the entire collection. Okay, that boy loved cars and trucks. And that boy got cars and trucks. But to see him with our daughter and her little finger, her little pudgy finger, pointing to something and her little eyes sparkling at her daddy and my husband who is a big dude who a uh, big dude red beard uh um he's a quiet guy but don't underestimate him that man has some authority that man has been uh noted as intimidating uh somebody's told me he's intimidating more than one person actually um which i laughed at um, but he can look intimidating, um, and he's a no-nonsense kind of dude about stuff. If he knows you and he likes you, uh, you'll see the, the best of him. Uh, but if he considers you a threat, you will see the absolute worst of him, and he can be a dangerous man, um, to anybody that is threatening him and his family. Um, he can look very intimidating. Um, but to see him melt literally melt and everything in his face soften at his little girl when she give him that look um it just would always make me think of the way the father is with us and it's saying you know if 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 bad fathers on on earth give you the things that you need how much more will the father give you know it's something that jesus said um and so the father, the father, he, he hears us asking for our wants and asking what was for our needs, right? And we ask him for those things, trusting him that he will provide, right? Okay, well, um, and we understand and we, we give that to him because he's that place of authority. He has that power and that authority. So wives, wives can go to their husbands who love her, who cherishes her, who adores her, who washes her in the word, loves her as he loves his body, can go to her husband and say, you know, my husband, I love you so much. You're so wonderful. And I thank you for all these wonderful things that you've given to, to me and my fam, to me and our children. And, um, I just love, um, I just love how you love me and how you adore me and how you take care of me and you provide for me. And I, I always feel safe with you. And, and husband, I just thank you so much. There's this need that I have. And I'm going to trust that you're going to provide that need. And then there's this thing that I want. And I'm going to trust that you're going to give me that want. And, and, and it, 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 hey, I know, it, you know, it may not be today, but there's this want I want. And I'm going to trust that you're going to fulfill that. And, and, um, in a lot of ways that, and I'm just, I'm just kind of barely touching all of this, but, um, but that's what in Ephesians, it's talking about wives submitting themselves to their husbands, husband, loving your wife. That's, that's what it's talking. It's the order of things. Children, obey your parents, submit to your parents, um, there's an order to these things and looking up to the next, knowing that 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 person has the authority and the power to protect, to take care of. Well, um, just like the church is to look, just as the wives look to the husbands, the church is to look to Christ, right? 
and know that he's going to provide, he's going to take care of, or to cherish, love, adore, trust, respect, right? Okay, because that's what Ephesians says. So, as we have this example, and, and it's sad that we have to go see how we are with Christ. That's how we need to be wives. That's how we need to be with our husbands. Um, it's really sad that we can't go see wives how you are with your husbands. That's the way you need to be with your with Christ. But, you know, that's another, that's another point. Um, but the Lord's been showing me that all of this, it has to do with putting our faith and trust daily into him and understanding that he's got it all taken care of and understanding he's, he will meet all of our needs and understanding that he will give us our desires, our wants and understanding, understanding that he is a good father and understanding that he has it all taking care of for us that all we have to do we just come to him we just talk to him and and yeah we love him we're gonna tell him how much we love him because that's what a child does a child goes to their father and they're they're telling him how much they love him and they're showing him what they did that day and what they colored and what uh what word they learned and all these things look dad look daddy look daddy look at this daddy look at this daddy guess what daddy and that's what when daddies come home good daddies when they come home that's what they hear all day hey daddy hey daddy hey daddy look hey daddy guess what hey daddy i was wondering hey daddy could we hey daddy can we grab pizza tonight i mean like that's what, uh, and, and, you know, it might drive the dad crazy a little bit, you know, I mean, I understand. Um, but that's how we should be with the Lord. Hey, father, look what we got. Look what we did. Look at, and, and our eyes on him and our eyes fixed on him and, and knowing that if we go to him and we say, Hey daddy, can we have pizza tonight? And he goes, Hmm, let me see. And I can get my children do this. If my husband says, let me see, they go out the door. Yes, we're going to have pizza. And, and that's just it. He didn't say yes, but they have so much faith and trust in going to their father and asking him for something that they want, that they know that his answer of let me see will guarantee it. They have that kind of faith and trust in their father. And they've submitted that, that to him. They have that, 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 that submission uh, with him. And they have under that understanding and his authority that he has the authority over it all. And that's, um, that's how we should be with the Lord. And I'm going to end this with, with, with this, all of that summarizing. And I know that was a lot and I know that was everywhere, but all of this comes to this one thing of being at his feet. And what that means being at his feet, being at his feet means having a total surrender, total submission with our eyes focused on him, knowing that he has everything taken care of, that he will take care of all problems, that he will give us peace and he will love on us and he will just, he will take care of us and everything. And I know there's a lot of stuff going on in this world today. And I know um, there's a lot of uh, questions. There are a lot of questions. There's a lot of things hanging in the balance. There's a lot of things going into 2024 that we're not quite sure what it's going to look like and how it's going to be and what it's going to sound like um, and what our future is. That there's a lot of, there's a lot of things just kind of hanging but let me, let me tell you something that will help you, okay? Um, being at his feet. Being at his feet. Complete and total surrender. Submit to the Lord. Yield to him. Be at his feet. Put your faith and trust in him daily, knowing that he'll take care of every need, knowing that he'll uh, manage every want, knowing that he is loving you and washing you in the word, knowing that he's got it all. He's got your protection. He, he is your protector. He is your provider. He is everything. He is absolutely everything. And nothing in this world could ever take away his love for you. And that is the raw and honest truth. Nothing in this world could take away his love. 
okay? And and I don't need any any anything around me or any board of directors or whatever. Going back to that, oh my goodness, um, to share that with you. And again, like I said, that that doesn't. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. It's just something that that oh man, I can feel in my spirit just kind of rise up and come out of my mouth. Um, and, and sharing with you because it, we're coming to the point, we're coming to a place where we need to really question what really matters in the church today, the church with a big C, what really matters and what doesn't really matter because the things that don't really matter need to go away. We need to burn it away. And well, I don't mean literal burning. Okay. But we need to get rid of it. We need to, and if you're not too sure, it's something that my pastor says, Pastor Cletus Adrian of Deliverance Bible Church. If you're not too sure um, uh, exactly what you need to get rid of, you know, what he says is take it back to zero. Take it all back to zero. And it's very much what the Lord, and if you've heard my uh, uh, prophetic word that the Lord gave me of like, uh, when he when he showed me where he gutted out this big old mansion, he gutted it all out. And then he, uh, Holy Spirit said, now I'm going to build it back up the way I wanted it to be. And I will furnish it the way I wanted it to be furnished. And, and, and that's, that's really what it means of going to zero is you, you just gutting it all out, all the programs, all the to do's, all the pizzazz, gutting it all out. And if that even means in your life, like in your life, gutting it all out, uh, gutting out all the things that you think you have to do or things that make you look like a Christian or things that make you look righteous or holy, like um, uh, all these Martha things, like gut it all out. If you're not too sure of yourself, gut it all out. Just push it all away. Just uh, uh, burn it at the altar, you know, and and find out what really, what, what goes through the fire, what makes it through the fire, like a spiritual fire. Find out what, what makes it through that spiritual fire, because you're going to find out what really matters and what really doesn't. And you're going to find out who's really meant to be there and who really doesn't want to be there. And you're going to find out who was there for all the pizzazz and the raz and the, what is it, riz, and who, who, um, who was there for what, what, what it was really meant for, what, what was really true, what was really important, what was really raw, what was really pure, what was really Christ-centered. And you're going to find out what's Christ-centered. And, 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 and grab a hold of that and run, just run with it. Because that's where, that's what really matters. That's what's going to, you're going to get more souls doing that because that's when you're at his feet. And, and he, you're just a vessel. And he's going to use you in more ways than you can even imagine. And it's just going to come to you and it's just going to be placed at you, at your feet. And it's just going to be, things are going to just happen. People are just going to come to you. Things are just going to happen, 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 happen. And, and, and we need to understand all of that and what it means and what it looks like in our lives for, for the future, for what we're coming into. And the Lord's really been, the Lord's really been pressing that on my heart. We need to put it all through the fire and only hold on to what lives through the fire. And, um, and we need to be at his feet because that's all, that's, that's where it matters. That's where it matters the most. So, um, yeah, I, I, I went a little long today. That's okay. Um, the, the Lord, um, wanted me to share that with you. It's very important coming into this new year and, um, thank you so much for listening to my podcast Thank you so much um, for being patient with me. Thank you f- so much for um, staying along this ride of 2023 and all that it entailed and how not very often I, I shared an episode. 
I really appreciate um, you continuing and listening. And if you're sharing, thank you for sharing. Um, and, um, and I just pray that you be blessed in this year. Um, honestly, if, um, if you have any prayer requests, really and truly, I'm, I'm, if y'all have any prayer requests, I don't know. I don't care how simple it is or how complicated it is. Uh, message me on Aubrey CD Speaks. You know, I'm, I'm just a girl. I'm just this, this little thing. In in the middle of Texas, um, yeah, I don't have you know doctorates and things, and you know, but you know, I let that go through the fire, and um, it's not what he wanted for me. Um, but um, I may just be this little girl, this little thing in the middle of Texas, um, but I'd be very happy to be praying alongside you and be in agreement with you for whatever it is going in your life and and just being an extra voice in his ear for you. Um, so you can message me on Aubrey CD Speaks. If you have any questions about um, the gospel, about um, uh, what it means to be a believer in Christ, what it means to be born again, message me. Um, if you're a dude and you feel kind of uncomfortable or a man, excuse me, a man, and you feel kind of uncomfortable, uh, messaging me about it, uh, you can message my husband on, uh, a Kilted Preacher, uh, also on Instagram. You can direct message him, let him know that you listen to, uh, my podcast and, um, and he'd be happy to pray for you, um, and uh, he's a wonderful man of God. If you haven't listened to his podcasts, you can listen to him on Kilted Preacher. He really hasn't done any this year, but uh, the Lord hasn't told him that not to. Um, he just, um, he's just, uh, you know, riding the waves. Um, but uh, I'll probably um, post again next year, more than likely. And um, even though I don't know you, uh, I love you. And uh, to next year and to seeing just the goodness of God throughout the year and to be able to praise him and, uh, and just live free and blessed and know that you are so loved by the Father. Be blessed.